coming up on this episode of the Ramel Anakin Show. In this conversation, we're going to talk all about trying to juggle career success and relational harmony at home. If managing your career and your marriage and your family has been stressing you out lately, this episode is for you. I'm Ramel Anakin, and welcome to the Ramel Anakin Show. Maestro, take it away. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Ramel Anakin Show, the fastest growing show on relationships on the internet today. What? Okay, so legal tells me I probably should say this is probably not the fastest show, the fastest growing show on relationships on the internet today. But maybe if I say it enough times, it will be, it will be. Which reminds me, by the way, friends, if you like me, if you like this show, if this message resonates with you, will you do me a solid favor by liking this episode, subscribing to it, giving us a five-star rating? And would you give us a five-star rating even if you don't like the show? Okay, all that business is done, but really, thanks for supporting this show, friends. Now, as some of you know, I have run my own professional speaking and consulting business for almost 13 years. And, and a few years in, uh, my business finally started to take off and grow. And when this moment happened, I remember I was, I was praising God, right? Because I finally had a business. I finally had clients. I finally had bookings. There was finally money coming in, right? There was more input than output. Oh my gosh, it felt so good. It felt so good. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this had taken so long. And it's feeling happy and thrilled and maybe a little bit of relief for a lot of relief, right? Because I'd been working towards this for so long and it had been such a struggle. So when that train finally started, I wanted to make sure it didn't stop again. So I worked all the time. If I wasn't on speaking engagement or flying somewhere or traveling somewhere, I was working on content or working on marketing or working on networking or working on planning. You know, there were even a few years at the beginning of the journey when I was trying to get my business off the ground and we needed to pay the bills where I was working part-time on the weekends while doing stuff for my business during the week, right? Because we're trying to keep the train, get the train started, get it moving, and then keep it moving. And I remember on one weekend, as I was busy again, working again on something for my business, my wife asked me, hey, Ramel, are you going to keep working today? And I still remember this moment very vividly because it surprised me. The, the, the question really surprised me. And if I'm honest, I, I was a little annoyed at first at that question because it seemed obvious to me that I should keep working, right? But the more I thought about it, the more that I processed it, the more that I've um, yeah, really just reflected on it, I realized that that question, her question, 
daylighted a lot of things that I didn't know were there. Things like my expectations about work and career and family and home, and also her expectations about what that would look like for us. You know, it daylighted the differences between our perspectives on what we viewed as priorities and and the realization that we both had our own perspectives and priorities. And, and honestly, I'm ashamed to say this, that I'd never even thought to talk to her about any of it because I just assumed that we were on the same page about how do we juggle career and business and finances with love and romance and family and our marriage. And so her question made me realize that there were some areas where we weren't on the same page. And if we didn't do something about it, that it could be one more thing right, that would cause issues in our relationship. Yet I also felt the tension as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, right? As someone who wanted career success, honestly needed career success, had the tension of thinking that if I didn't do everything I needed to do to advance my career, that it could negatively impact my career, my finances, our earnings, our family. And so I was on the treadmill going, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to have this thriving career. But if I get off the train every once in a while to have a thriving marriage and a thriving family, what's that going to do to my career? What's that going to do to our finances? And I always found myself in that tension. Friends, can you relate to that? Is that a conversation that you've had with yourself? Is that a conversation you've had with your spouse? Is that a conversation that's come up with your family? Now, I got to tell you, in full honesty and transparency, I, I'm still discovering the perfect blend of herbs and spices for balancing career success and relational harmony at home, because my life is changing all the time, right? Just as soon as I think I've got this balance down, something comes up, whether it's a financial hit that now requires more income uh, to be made because we got to pay more bills or whether it's a, it's a personal change that requires more of my energy and attention, right? It, it's just life is always changing and life is always moving. And so we're always trying to find the perfect blend, which doesn't exist by the way, I'm just Spoiler alert, there is no perfect blend, but we are always trying to find a blend that can work, right? To help us have both a career that we love and of course, a relationship, the relationships that we want in our lives, especially our marriages and our families. However, I've learned some things along the way and I've tried to apply these things into my life so that I can have a fulfilling and meaningful career which I love. I love what I do, guys. I absolutely am stoked that every time I get on a stage, every time uh, I get to do a webinar with a client, every time that Casey and I uh, you know, present our marriage program or when we talk about our marriage program or with someone new enrolls in the marriage program, I'm also a, a part-time pastor. And so every time that I get to minister to people, like I love it. I love it. And I'm honored and privileged to do the things that I do. So I love my career, right? And, and I also love my, my wife. 
I love my family. I love our daughter. I love our dog most of the time. I love the life that we've carved for each other. And so what I want to share with you, right, in these things, in, in this episode today is some things that have helped me in my life that I think are going to help you have both a fulfilling and meaningful career and also help you have fulfilling and meaningful relationships, especially with within your marriages, your families, uh, within, within, you know, for the in, in our personal, in your personal lives as well. Right. So, um, I, I really do believe that you're going to find these things helpful and valuable. So the first thing I want to say is this, you can have a fulfilling career and beautiful relationships, a beautiful marriage. You can have an incredible career and an incredible marriage. You can have a beautiful career and a beautiful family. It is not an either or type of situation in the big picture of things. You can have both, but I'm going to be honest with you. It's not always going to be easy. You know this, you know this. Having both a great career and an amazing marriage, amazing family will often require you to make decisions that could positively impact one area and negatively impact the other area. But that's the tension we all live in. That's the tension we all live in. So what you're going to need is this, the acceptance the acceptance that sometimes you will need to make a choice that positively impacts one area and negatively impacts the other. Right? That, that you are going to reach that area time and time and time again. And if your spouse is also a working, you know, has a career, your spouse is going to have to do the same thing as well. So what you need is that acceptance to know that sometimes you're going to make a decision that is good here and not good here, or is more positive here and a little bit more negative here. You're also going to need the clarity to know the right choices to make and the courage to make the right choices and the wisdom to make the right choices at the right time so that you can have the kind of career you've dreamt of and fulfilling relationships at home. Now, when we come back from the break, I'm going to share with you some very powerful ideas that I think will bring you much clarity, confidence, and conviction when trying to juggle having a beautiful career and having a beautiful marriage and a beautiful family. But first, you know what time it is. It is coffee break time. Friends, it is the coffee break time, and I'm not going to lie to you. I need it. It has been a very filled week career-wise, and so I could could you definitely use a little coffee break here. Hopefully you can too. Grab your favorite beverage, join me, and if you're not a coffee fan, as I always say, don't sweat it. Just let me know what it is that you are having today. And if you do love coffee, I would love your suggestions on what coffees I should try. And also, if you're a tea person or just any of your favorite beverages, let me know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube or shoot me a DM. Let me know. For today's coffee break, uh, I am trying out the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, if you're watching on the YouTube, you'll see it on here, by Rise Brewing Company. So this is just black black coffee, uh, but Nitro Cold Brew. So it is a cold brew coffee infused with nitrogen. I have never tried this before. I saw this in the store. Quite frankly, it was on sale. 
So, which appeals to my frugal side. And I love nitro cold brew. So I was very excited to try this out. And before I try it out, let's see how they describe it on their website. It says, our award-winning, I don't know what awards it won, but it says award-winning. Our award-winning nitrogen-infused cold brew is made with purified water and organic coffee. Enjoy a refreshingly smooth, ready-to-drink, nitro-cold brew, proudly organic, dairy-free, vegan, plant-based, and non-GMO. There you go. The Rise Brewing Company, original nitro-cold brew. Okay, let's try this out, guys. Let's try this out. So right here, let me do that on camera. Let's see if we can get the sound. Oh, did you hear that? Oh, that was nice. That was good. Let's check this out here, guys. Let's check this out. So now, normally when I drink coffee, I usually do like heavy cream, stevia. If you've been listening to the show, you already know that. But this time, I'm just drinking it straight black. I want to be able to taste the coffee. So let's see. Let's see what we think here. Let's see what we think here. I like it. I don't normally drink coffee straight black, so I think my brain is having to go, hey, what's going on here? There is a, like a, there's a fruitiness to it. There's a almost chocolatey uh, essence to it as well. Uh, as, as cold brews are, it's very smooth. Uh, it isn't bitter. Not for coffee anyway. Yeah, it, it, it's got a nice, nice flavor to it. It, um, it, it's a little lighter bodied, um, in a way, if that makes sense. But as you can see from the color, it's, it's, you know, it, it's got a nice dark. I could say complexion. Can you say complexion for coffee? I don't know. Anyway, I would give that a seven. Give the seven, and I think what I'm going to do is actually add some cream and stevia to it a little bit later. And see what I think in kind of my real world conditions. But uh, the Rise Brewing Company Original Black Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. If you're a uh, if you're a cold brew person, a nitro cold brew person, and you try it, I'd love to know what you think about it. And in case you're wondering, no, Rise Brewing Company did not sponsor this. I had to buy it. Okay, I had to buy it at the store. But love to know what you think. And again, if you have any other coffee suggestions, or tea suggestions, or favorite beverage suggestions. If you're watching on YouTube, drop in on the comments or shoot me a DM. Let me know what you think. Okay, one more sip before we move on from the coffee break. All right, so now that I have my coffee in, in me, I want to give you some ideas to help you juggle career success and marriage harmony and family harmony. And But before I dive into the practicals, I, I want you to understand something on this. I'm always going to champion you having incredible relationships, especially marriages, especially your family first and foremost. Why? It's easier to find a new job than a new spouse. I'd rather you leave a job than lose your family. Okay, so I want to just mention that first. That being said, do I want you to have career success as well? Of course we do. So we're going to share with you some ideas that I think you're going to find very, very helpful. First idea is this. You want to identify your non-negotiables. Now, I've heard this concept from a person who I have followed for a long time, Michael Hyatt. 
talks about this idea of identifying what is non-negotiable. And so when you identify your non-negotiables, it makes it easier to make to make decisions, right? It makes the right decisions and the wrong decisions more clear. So for example, let's say that one of your non-negotiables right now is that you will not work nights and weekends because you want to be home at night with your spouse and children. Well, if that promotion that your boss just offered you requires you to work extensive nights and weekends, then that is not the promotion for you. Now, if your non-negotiable is not being tethered to the office 24-7, then if the job you have requires you to constantly be tethered to the office 24-7 and respond to emails and phone calls, even on your days off or when you're on vacation or out sick, then that's going to tell you that isn't the job for you, right? That's not the place for you to either go to or to stay in for the long term. Now, if you're in one of those jobs right now and you've identified that your job is in kind of violation of your non-negotiables, then here's a couple of things that I want you to consider. What you want to do is develop your exit plan uh, or develop your plan to transition to a career or a company or a, a field, whatever that is, that could be a good one. And that is a good fit and a good match for your non-negotiables. Okay. So I don't recommend someone just up and leave in most situations. I don't recommend that you just lose it with your boss and walk out one day. It's a challenging job market right now. A lot of people are looking for jobs. And so you definitely don't want to put yourself in that situation of just walking out uh, in most cases. Okay. Here's also what I want to say. There are some people whose non-negotiables are unrealistic for their career path, for their career experience, for their education, and for their expertise, okay? So someone brand new to the workforce saying, I'm not going to work a job that will not pay me less than a million dollars to start. I'm not going to work in a job that requires me to be in the office. I'm not going to work in a job that doesn't have flex time. I'm not going to be work, work at a job where my boss is going to hold me accountable for my results. Right, I'm not going to work a job that doesn't offer me ownership and stock options right away and a new Tesla and a parking space and unlimited paid time off, no matter what the reason is. Okay. If those are all of your non-negotiables, you may need to adjust your non-negotiables. Okay. You, you just might need to. So I just want to throw that out there because it's something that we have to think of. So you want to be clear, like having your non-negotiables is important, but you also want to make sure that for the, your career pathing and your career choice and the things you want to accomplish in your career, that those non-negotiables are also realistic. And, and I know it's it can be clumsy and confusing and awkward. And so uh, that is where you know, I will always champion having wise people in your life that you mentors, coaches, you know, people that you can go to uh, and bounce ideas off of to ensure that those are good non-negotiables to have or realistic non-negotiables to have, depending on what we are talking about. Now, sometimes you're going to have to adjust your non-negotiables, right? As we talked about, because those non-negotiables are not realistic or not doable for the season of life you're in or the experience you have or the expertise you have, things like that. And sometimes life may adjust your non-negotiables too. And so I mentioned again earlier in this episode that when my business 
didn't make enough money to pay the bills, I, I knew I needed to do something. So even though I didn't want to work weekends, I took a part-time job taking customer service calls in my home on the weekend, right? And so this was a season when I needed to work seven days a week so we could pay the bills. So even though relationally, I wanted to be fully present on the weekend with my wife and with my, our daughter, I knew that we needed to pay rent, right? We needed to buy food. We needed to put gas in the car, which meant that we needed to shift around what were our non-negotiables, okay? And so that was a season of life for several years where I was working seven days a week so we could make sure that we could pay the bills. Now, I want, I want you to hear this. I didn't make that move without talking to my wife first and making sure that we were both on, on board with the move and both open to how this was going to change our lives, that I wasn't going to be around much. The good news is I could do that from home, which is great. The bad news is even though I was at home, I was still at work. And so there were some pluses to, I mean, it was just a huge blessing to be able to do that. And yet it did radically change our lives for several years. Now, what I will say is this, while it was hard, believe me when I tell you, that we were also grateful that in that season of life, that part-time job essentially paid the rent while I tried to build my fledgling business and get it to grow, okay? So the first thing that, that I really recommend for you as you're trying to juggle your career success and having relational harmony at home is number one is to identify your non-negotiables. Those non-negotiables will start to make it clear what the right path is and what the right path isn't. So identify those non-negotiables. Number two, you want to beware of boundary creep. Now, what boundary creep is something like this. When you've added something to your plate for a season, but when that season is over, you still keep that thing on your plate and it is still affecting you, right? So let's go back to that part-time job that I took on. So during that time, those, those couple of years, um, yeah, a couple of years, now that I think about it, my speaking business started to grow, right? My consulting business started to grow a lot which meant that there was more time I was spending away from my family, going to speaking engagements, flying all around the country, right? Going to big events, those kinds of things. So there was more time traveling, more time working, which also meant more time following up, more time doing administrative tasks, more time marketing, more time scaling up, and thankfully, more money, right? More money. But now that money that I earned from the part-time job moved from the, oh my goodness, we desperately need this category to, it was do the nice to have category. And finally, one day, and, and Casey is a blessing to me because she is often the voice of reason. And she asks me the questions that need to be asked. And so she asked me one day in the season, Hey, do you still think you need to work that job? And if I'm honest with you, the thought of not doing it, it never even crossed my mind. Like my, my whole uh, intention was just to keep working and working and working, like doing my business during the week, working that part-time job on the weekend because I liked having the money coming in. So I allowed a temporary boundary shift where I focused more on work at the expense of time with my family because we needed to pay for our basic living expenses. So I had a two to three year period or so where really my life was much more about work 
and trying to earn some income and put some money in the bank so that we could pay the bills so that we could live. But then I allowed that temporary boundary shift to continue to creep into my life. And it became more of a permanent one, even after the need for the finances had passed, right? Or the need for that to our bottom line had passed, right? Does that sound familiar to you? If so, you may have allowed boundary creep to creep in, right? So big idea number three is this. You want to, what I call, daylight your beliefs and your spouse's beliefs. So what I mean by that is this. So when Casey asked me if I was going to keep working that weekend, it revealed to me some beliefs I had, right? Beliefs like I'm supposed to keep working all the time. She should be happy about it. My family will understand. I'm doing it for them. And I had no idea that those beliefs were operating. They just were there. So my question for you, friends, is what do you believe about your career and your marriage and your family? Like, what do you truly believe? It's time for some daylight on that. And if you had to choose between an opportunity that helped your career, but it would hurt your marriage, would you take it? Right? What would you do? If you had to choose, what would you choose? Right? Do you believe that your marriage and family should take a backseat to your career? Or do you think that your family should never take a backseat to your career? Right? And if you're not sure what you actually believe, pause and think about what you've actually been doing. What do your actions say about what you believe? Right? Because our actions will often reveal our beliefs a lot of the time. Right? So it's important to know what you believe about this whole idea of juggling career success and your marriage harmony and family harmony. And it's important to know what your spouse truly believes about it as well. Right? So big point number three is just daylight those beliefs. And big idea number four is this. You want to partner together in purpose. And so when you've daylighted your beliefs about career and marriage and romance and love and family and how the pieces fit and what it should look like or shouldn't look like, what should be important or what isn't important and what you want to do and what you don't want to do. When you've really taken the time and you should take the time to think about what it is you truly believe, what you truly desire, what, what it is you truly want and what your spouse wants, then what you want to do is partner together in purpose. Do not make the huge mistake that I made, guys, in terms of just being a lone ranger and assuming that my wife and I were on the same page and not having that conversation with her about it. So I just continued to work and work and work and work and work. That is not how a marriage is supposed to work. You need to partner together in purpose. So talk about it, discuss it, even if it's weird and wonky and awkward and messy, it's supposed to be. This is big stuff. This is not going to go smooth all the time, right? That's not how this stuff works. The big, meaningful things in life will often be tough to talk about, but you need to talk about it. So you want to talk about it so that you can create your plan, so that you can make those decisions together and then walk forward together in the plan. And that's why it's important to make sure that you communicate and connect well 
And so what I, I'd love to tell you is this, if you're on different pages, that's okay, right? That's normal. It's not a sign that you're blowing it. It's not a sign that your spouse doesn't love you. It's not a sign that, you know, she doesn't value your career or he doesn't value your contributions to the family or that he's, the, you know, job is more important than the kids. It doesn't necessarily mean all of that. If, if you're on different pages, what it does mean is that you just need to keep partnering together, partnering together in purpose to find the solutions that work for the both of you. That whatever you decide together, you do together. And then, by the way, when the signs start to show up that the path you decided on together isn't working anymore or needs changing, then once more, you partner together in purpose, communicating with each other again in purpose to, right, you talk about it in purpose, you discuss it in purpose, you pray about it, you listen to each other to come up with a way forward that you can both agree on. So big idea number four, partner together in purpose. I do believe it is possible to have an incredibly fulfilling marriage, a healthy family, and a successful career if you are willing to intentionally walk in purpose and do these four things. Identify your non-negotiables. Beware of boundary creep. Be sure to daylight your beliefs and your spouse's beliefs so that you can partner together in purpose to create both the work and the career and the business and the marriage and the family that you both desire. Friends, thank you for watching or listening to this episode of The Romel Anakin Show. And as always... Before we go, I would love to say a blessing over you, and I hope that whatever your faith or belief system, that you're able to receive this as a blessing. My friends, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. This is the Romel Anakin Show, and we'll see you next time.